1: Questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place
0: to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of. Veritas at veritasradio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought to you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's full interview, you know what to do. Give yourself the gift of truth. Just go to veritasradio.com and subscribe. And for media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower there's a contact link on our website. I want to hear from you. Should you believe in UFOs? If you question why the subject of UFOs should be taken seriously, tonight we will have a thought-provoking conversation for those at every level of knowledge and belief in the UFO phenomenon. With a special guest, Dr. Robert Davis, Ph.D., who will give us his unique viewpoints for an objective investigation of the alleged alien visitations of earth and authenticity of the ufo phenomenon should you believe and all of you know how i feel about the word believe we want to know right all of this and much more right now on veritas Dr. Robert Davis is an internationally recognized scientist in his field and served as a professor at the State University of New York for over 30 years. He graduated with a B.A. and M.A. from the City University of New York and with a Ph.D. in Hearing Science and Audiology from the Ohio State University. Dr. Davis is the author of The UFO Phenomenon, Should I Believe? His research and investigation into the UFO phenomenon convinced him that the phenomenon remains unresolved is a source of considerable debate among millions worldwide and is a very important concern, unfortunately ignored by the general scientific community. He advocates for the need to advance our understanding of the phenomenon through the development of a governance structure to provide the necessary leadership, direction, and related resource support, both human and fiscal, for a multidisciplinary team of leading scholars to study the phenomenon. And to learn more about Dr. Davies and his work, visit his website at theufophenomenon.com. And directly from the state of New York, I would like to welcome Dr. Robert Davis. Hello, Dr. Davis, and welcome to Veritas.
1: Well, I'm happy to be here, and I want to thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, I want to congratulate you for your important service through this excellent show.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. And... As I was telling you offline the other day, sometimes it's important to have somebody from academia who comes forward, who wants to study this phenomenon and does it in a very scientific way because we lack that. At the same time, many people have spoken with people with doctorate degrees. They're afraid. By the way, may I call you Robert? Oh, of course. Thank you. Many people... From academia are literally, literally, Robert, scared to talk publicly about this phenomenon, or this topic, because they fear for their own profession and sometimes even for their lives. Before we begin, what do you say about that?
1: Well, I would say that it is a very unfortunate that the scientific community in general regards ufology as a pseudoscience. And they're reluctant, as you know, to become more actively involved in research in the many areas in which ufology encompasses. Uh, And, of course, there's a variety of reasons why they are reluctant to do so, one, of course, being fear of ridicule by their colleagues. They also realize that there, there has been very little, in my opinion, progress made throughout the decades uh, that have helped to make a firm conclusion as to what governs the nature of this phenomenon, which I do believe exists. Now, since they need to get tenure, they have to obviously publish. So they may feel that this field of study uh, will not allow them to to do the type of uh, research That will result in a sufficient number of publications that can contribute to tenure. Uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately, very few scientists, uh, are actively engaged in this, uh, project, but it's, um, hopefully it will change. And, and if anything, uh, we need more scientists from a diverse range of disciplines, not only physics, of course, and astronomy and, psychology sociology etc which we don't have and uh and and maybe that will change over time uh because we don't understand this phenomena despite the contention by many ufologists that we have sufficient compelling evidence at the present time which support the fact that we are being visited by non-human intelligence from somewhere, either from another solar system in the universe or another dimension which may coexist with ours, or it might be uh, explained on the basis of quantum physics or psychosocial phenomena, paranormal. We can go through the whole range of possibilities. But in my mind, we need more scientists in order to help establish not only the criteria to measure, adequately measure and understand this phenomena better, uh, especially to understand the force which governs its behavior, which defies logical explanation. Um, and we need to attract more scientists to to do so. And it's very unfortunate that that is not the case.
0: First time I've heard the term NHI, non-human intelligence, I think it's a rock band that has that name, but in terms of the UFO phenomenon, did you coin the, the term non-human intelligence?
1: No, I haven't. Okay.
0: How did you become interested in the UFO phenomenon, and what is your position off the phenomenon?
1: Well, it's a good question, I, and uh, I've always been intrigued by mysteries, and being a baby boomer, I uh, was around in the uh, 60s, and maybe I, I watched too many reruns of Star Trek and, <laughs> oh, and The Twilight Zone. But, you know, the flying saucer hype was up front and center at that time in comparison to now. And I got caught up in it. But what uh I, of course, read many books on the topic, but what really motivated me to write a book was when my wife and I was in uh, Sedona, Arizona, one of the most beautiful towns, little cities in America.
0: Not not and, too far away from me, by the way.
1: Oh really? Oh, I do, mean, I mean Tombstone. Oh, oh very well. Okay. And you're probably by Tombstone, my favorite favorite little city. Yeah. Um nevertheless, uh in the night sky we observed an orange orb, uh which many people do report. And uh, soon after that observation, another orange orb either emerged from it or from behind it. It was difficult to tell. They remained uh, stationary for several minutes and eventually winked out. Now, some people would contend that that's non-human intelligence uh, behind that process. And, and to me, that's uh, that doesn't provide sufficient evidence to support that contention. But we certainly did see something highly unusual. What it is, I have no idea. So I, I, I need to be somewhat objective about it. Uh and and maybe my background as a scientist helps me to to do so, although I, I, I'm I'm not always objective all the time. Um, but nevertheless, one question that can be answered with um, unequivocal uh, con- you know confirmation is whether or not UFOs exist. and And the answer is yes indeed. Um, but their existence does not necessarily mean that they are physical craft from another solar system or dimension. Uh, it it simply indicates that we have an unexplained moving object in the sky, and and typically it's a, it's a certainly a weather balloon, a satellite, meteor- meteorological or an atmospheric event, uh, some black box uh, project that the Air Force may be conducting. But the, I guess the more elusive fundamental question is, does the collective evidence provide that undeniable confirmation? That non-human intelligence is visiting Earth. Uh, and and that's the source of debate. Many ufologists contend that we have sufficient compelling evidence based primarily on on what? Uh, what what they read from documents released by the Freedom of Information Act, um, uh, photographs, of course, and videos. Uh, testimony by um, not only pilots and astronauts but other key witnesses from the military and government agencies and air traffic controllers among others. I don't dispute that. There is no question that there are unidentified flying objects again that defy logical explanation. And But I don't go so far as many Leading ufologists do by saying uh, that we have aliens, uh, dead aliens that that crashed in uh, Roswell, New Mexico, among other places, and who are being held in some underground base uh, somewhere. Now, uh, maybe they are, uh, but I can't make that conclusion un- until I have some concrete evidence, uh, or that so-called smoking gun, or at least some. Um, uh, you know, strong gunpowder, so to speak, to, to make a firm, irrefutable conclusion to, to, that documents and demonstrates that we do have non-human intelligence, uh, here on our planet in, in some form. But to, to better understand, I guess, that the, the patterns and the regulation uh, of UFOs, uh, scientists will need to consider appropriate research methods, whatever they may be, to study the phenomena associated with such encounters. And we're not only really talking about uh, unexplainable events that defy, lo- exp- you, know, you know, logical explanation by the unusual maneuverability of these objects in in the skies uh but but we have to i think move away from the retrospective approaches that that are done by by reviewing documents through the freedom of information act uh by trying to figure out what presidents know of ufo's uh, uh or studying mass sightings uh and unique incidents like what happens supposedly in Roswell, New Mexico or the Phoenix lights um, back in, I think it was 1997, right. the mass sightings in Hudson Valley, New York, in the eighties, the popular Rendlesham forest incident. I think that was in 1980 among many others. Uh, but the, this is important. There's no question about it. using a retrospective approach to better understand what What these incidents mean, because they are, they they are informative. They do provide some useful knowledge about the, uh, the physical nature and, and, and maneuverability of, of these objects, which is extraordinary. And, and it certainly suggests that we don't have the type of um, knowledge related to, uh, the, construction of aircraft that can demonstrate the type of uh, movements, speed, um, uh, the way it defies gravity and inertia. We we don't have that technology and if we do, it certainly held uh, top secret and and nobody is aware of it, but it's unlikely that that is the case. So, I think we need to uh, have a multidisciplinary team of scientists with sufficient governance uh, and human and fiscal resources that can come together in an organized, formal manner that can possibly, possibly study this phenomenon in a way that has never occurred before.
0: But don't you think this is happening behind the scenes already? They have a plethora of scientists from around the world who are studying this, but there is a reason why it's not made public.
1: Uh, that's an extraordinarily good question, uh, Mel. And there has been some contention made by uh, a variety of individuals who who believe just that. And, and I think that... That is probably the case. Uh, I think there is no question that our government and military, as well as many other uh, governments and military agencies throughout the world, uh, firmly believe that we have a phenomenon uh, such as this. And if I was in a position... Uh, to make the decision of whether or not we should study this phenomenon, I certainly would do so. And it would certainly not surprise me at all that we are in some way studying it in some type of secret uh, underground fashion that is not being made public. So... Uh, you know, there, there, there are, there are concerns in terms of making that public, uh, for, uh, trying to minimize any potential panic and worry on the part of society. So, uh, there, there, there are, uh, supposedly, I believe it's called unacknowledged, uh, secret processes, something like that. That Leslie Keene, a journalist who wrote a book, and I can't recall the title, something like UFOs, Pilots, Government, um, and I forget the name. Yeah, she's been
0: with us. She's a good friend.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's done a wonderful job. And, and she said that she's been told uh, by a leading military official. I think his name was Miller from the Navy, who contends that, who contends that we, in fact, do have Uh, a secret research mission that involves the UFO phenomenon and even high-ranking government officials are are denied access to it. Well, maybe maybe that's true, but it would not surprise me in the least that we do have some type of, I wouldn't call it a conspiracy uh, as many ufologists do, but uh, I believe strongly something is going on uh, of that order, not only here, but in other countries as well.
0: And we'll discuss the proposed scientific methodology protocols that need to be implemented, at least for the public, in order to better study the phenomena. We can do that uh, later. But right from the beginning, I want to let the listeners know that your position on the UFO phenomenon is that of an, an agnostic, based on a thorough and objective analysis of the ufo evidence is that correct
1: yeah i would i would regard my position as just that correct
0: and i think it's important to accept that at the same time you're obviously a skeptic with an open mind because otherwise you would not have written this book, and you cite all the the quotes and and the the evidence found in in the past hundreds and hundreds of cases, but uh, on the UFO topic, we don't need to give them, you know, the usual Kenneth Arnold flying saucers one hundred one or 1947's Roswell. Our audience is pretty advanced when it comes to this, so we can we can skip that. But when we look at the number of observable galaxies, I mean, they take our Our galaxy alone, we have, what, 300 billion stars in our very own Milky Way galaxy? And there are 100 billion galaxies in our observable universe. Therefore, logic tells me there must be trillions.
2: Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now